Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to discuss the final thoughts of the PC gaming conference. Uh, that was a long, full conference. Sean knocked it out of the park, uh, as always. You wouldn't expect uh, anything less from Mr. Plot. I, I mean, I literally have almost a page and a half of just notes of games that we saw. And uh, I, I don't want to talk about all of them necessarily. Talk about some of the stuff that d- stood out to me, because really that's all, that's all one man can do. Um, really, everything that we saw today was, was pretty good. Uh, there wasn't any serious fall flat on your face moments. Um, uh, you know, rating this conference, I guess, if we're going to stick with the themes of, of what we've been doing with the other ones. It was a solid, it was a solid eight. Uh, it was nice. It was relaxed. Uh, we saw some, some pretty neat stuff, both big and small. So I, I had a pretty good time watching it. It's a little long in the tooth though. Uh, especially uh, at parts like Intel, which just showed up to do its entire, you know, its own conference again within another conference. So, uh, anyway, let's talk about some of those highlights. I think, I don't know how many people saw it come. I didn't hear about it uh, ahead of time. So if there was something, then I was unaware of it. But, uh, XCOM 2, uh, we talked, uh, or we get to see, uh, the expansion coming up for XCOM 2. I can't remember what the name of it, uh, was now, but, uh, but we saw... Uh, quite a bit of that, and that looked pretty good. If you're uh, big on XCOM, that's going to be something to look forward to for sure. Total War Warhammer 2 was shown. Uh, we saw a little bits and pieces of that, um, but nothing overly substantial, just kind of some peripheral information to, to, to start. Uh, Ooblets was briefly shown, which kind of just looks like, um, it kind of just looks like, uh, uh the Sims meets uh viva pinata meets katamari damasi or some crazy nonsense uh so that that, all that's to say i don't even know what to think of that game to be honest with you it looks like it could either be really cute or incredibly aggravating or both uh battletech uh was something that stood out for me mostly because i mean hell my name comes from the mech warrior franchise i might perk up a bit whenever I see that stuff. That game looks like it's coming along really well. For those of you who don't know what it is, you can look it up, what Battletech is, but um, it, it does look very good. It even featured a robot punching another robot in the dick, which by itself adds a lot of value to a video game. If you can get that to happen, you're already halfway there. The rest of it, just lean on the uh, awesome sauce is the Battletech universe. But seriously, that game did actually look like it's coming along really well, and uh, while I'm too stupid to play that game, uh, I know a couple of friends of mine are deep into that universe, and they're going to probably uh, love every minute of that game. It looks like it's coming along really well. So that was nice. Another friend of mine, Smitty, is probably waiting to see more uh, Mountain Blade 2, which we did see a bit of, but I don't think enough to necessarily be able to tell whether that's a, you know, a good or a bad thing. Uh, and then the Intel thing happened. Um, I mean, I, I know Intel, I know Intel's scrambling a bit because AMD is actually getting a little bit of spotlight. And so now we have to make sure that AMD can't possibly get more than like 2% market share because that would be unacceptable. But they literally ran like a second press conference within this press conference and it was dry and it felt like I was at, uh, a, like a business conference room 
uh, and they had, f- you know, free donuts and coffee, so it was kind of okay, but at the same time, I still had to listen to a dude go through a PowerPoint presentation awkwardly, and that's exactly what that was. Uh, it was Intel reminding you that they're making new processors uh, and stretching that out as long as humanly possible, and they talked a bit about their their um, their uh, new Grand Slam, they're calling it, uh, for esports uh, involving, like, uh, Intel Extreme Masters and uh, I think three other events. Um, that they're working together with, uh, with some partners on. Uh, it's a cool idea as far as esports goes to have a Grand Slam type event. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, all in all, holy crap, put me to sleep. And I was already hurting. I went to bed at like 5 o'clock last night after getting all the last E3 stuff out, out from yesterday. And I just woke up and basically ran downstairs to start the day. And that didn't help at all. But hey, we made it. Uh, Tunic. Tunic also grabbed my attention, uh, which was called something else. I can't remember what they said it was called previously, but I remember having seen it before uh, in its earlier uh, iteration. It's basically like an isometric uh, Legend of Zelda from the SNES era is what it reminds me of, but uh, with a really funky um, art style really really nice and it looked like it controlled relatively well and the camera isometric is a bit of a hit or miss camera perspective especially for something that's got a bit of action to it it looked though like the camera was actually handling itself relatively well so i look forward to seeing a little bit more from tunic uh definitely something uh that uh you should go and and check out if that sounds cool to you like an isometric zelda i actually like isometric stuff it just has to be done well and it's not done well very often so when it does show up to be kind of neat like this, I start to pay attention. Uh, what else? Oh, Twitch is lit up like a Christmas tree. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Uh, Player Unknown himself came out on stage to tell us about how awesome his game is going to get. Uh, and it does look like it's they got some major improvements. I mean, they listed a bunch of stuff coming, which we knew after having seen the uh, Microsoft presser. Uh, where we saw just how much better the game kind of looked and ran that these kind of things were coming. And sure enough, we got some listed. They'd over, uh, they they entirely added now a climbing, a dynamic climbing and vaulting mechanic. So fences and other things aren't the bane of everybody's existence anymore. The animations for them actually looked really good too. Uh, I was quite impressed with it, to be honest, given the overall unpolished feel uh, of pretty much every game in that genre. Uh, weather systems coming, um, new, a new weapon, uh, that he was very excited to talk about that's basically just going to shred everybody. It's a rare weapon drop, I guess. Uh, and they did mention the most important thing that I was waiting to even hear, even though I don't play the game, and that is that they are working hard. This cycle of, of dead, dev time, I guess, is being dedicated to hammering out the server issues that they've been having. Uh, and, and Sean, of course, jokingly said, oh, well, once that happens... Of course, all the gamers will stop blaming the game for all their problems, right? No, that's probably not going to happen. Uh, what else? Rising Storm from uh, the Killing Floor dev. Uh, we got to get a little bit about that, I guess. But at least that's what my notes say. But more importantly, we got a lot more about Killing Floor 2 and the Summer Sideshow. I know that's a game that's not you know, wildly popular in the traditional sense, but a lot of people are really into that. And the, uh, the summer sideshow seasonal event looked really cool. You should definitely go check that out. Also coming to VR. So if you're a VR person and uh, you're not going to projectile vomit playing killing floor, give her a rip. Forza seven was on stage for like five seconds to remind us that it looks really pretty and it's got lots of cars. 
So that was awesome. I'm always down for that. It was more also just to remind people that it's also going to be on PC. Sea of Thieves, very similar idea. But the biggest thing from Sea of Thieves that uh, that piqued my uh, interest was the fact that uh, it's not a port. The Sea of Thieves uh, PC game, and I feel like I heard this before at some point in the development cycle. Um, they mentioned again today, regardless, either for the first time or again, I can't remember if I'd heard it before for sure, that this is being built in parallel alongside the console. It's not actually a port from console to PC. It's being completely developed for the PC uh, while the console uh, one is being built for the console. So um, that's going to be great news for people that are always a little bit hesitant about uh, you know console games coming to PC because ports have been you know a little less than good, we'll say, is the word we'll use for that. Uh, so that was kind of neat. Then we hopped in to The Last Night, which has gotten a lot of attention on Twitter, where everybody is still apparently, uh, not everybody, where a lot of people are still totally into this whole Gamergate thing, which is, uh, I will continue to say, the singularly most ridiculous uh, and possibly uh, soul-shatteringly stupid movement to have ever existed on the internet. Um, but apparently the lead, the lead guy for the, the, the developer that's making the game, who was the guy out on stage, to my knowledge, um, was involved in that at some point. That's what I was seeing on Twitter last night anyway, when I went to look up more information on the game, because it looks so pretty. Uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to see more of it. Uh, and so, you know, all sorts of people going on about it. And he actually addressed that on the stage. Like, Sean asked him a question, and he, like... He, like, fucking kung fu deflected that shit and just went right into his spiel about uh, all that stuff, uh, which was uh, interesting. An interesting choice. I can only imagine how that went over. I'm sure the people that are big into Gamergate are completely level-headed and will totally uh, be able to accept the fact that people aren't the same person for their entire lives. Uh, but yeah, that game still looks fantastic. I'm still going to play it, uh, if not just to take endless screenshots to make my wallpaper, because the art style for that game is absolutely incredible. And I can't wait to see a little bit more from that. Then we had the DayZ guys come out and say, but wait, we can't let player unknown have all the spotlight. That would be unacceptable. Let me show you how we're not working on DayZ anymore. And so they came out and showed us Islands which is, for all intents and purposes, uh, another survival Minecraft, you know, type deal. They're providing you with an editor to make your own adventure type stuff. There seems to be a lot that you can do within the game. They showed a lot of varying environments and vehicles and weaponry and all sorts of stuff. And it was an, an interesting art style, uh, that moved away from the traditional voxel look, um, there was a lot of terraforming that we saw that they showed like a minute and a half of footage straight, two minutes of just some dude terraforming randomly. It was a little weird, but uh, yeah, if you're into the, if you're into that thing, I know that there's some people that are into that genre deep, and every time a new one comes out, they got to go try it. Maybe that will be for you. Um, they said the dirty word Steam Early Access, which you know when you've got Daisy is probably not the word you want to use. You want to avoid early access as a phrase. They said it anyway. We'll see if maybe this actually. Leaves early access ever. Uh, Griftland from the developers of Don't Starve was briefly shown. And I don't remember all that much about it except for the fact 
that it kind of looked like um, a similar game style to um, Darkest Dungeon. A little more dynamic than Darkest Dungeon, but very pretty art style. Uh, and, and so if you're into the Darkest Dungeon type deal, uh, or perhaps even if you're just a fan of the studio and Don't Starve was something that you enjoyed... Um, perhaps give that, give that a look-see. Cause it did look, it did at the very least look, uh, pretty. Lone Echo was something that was tied in with the Intel stuff. Uh, it's a VR space thing. The, the cool thing about this, I suppose, if there was anything to take away from it, cause honestly it doesn't look anything to write home about, was that they built all the movement in, uh, in the game around pushing and pulling cause you are in space and it was kind of neat. And then they built a, a multiplayer thing around it called, um, Echo Arena, uh, they showed a little bit of footage of that. It looked awkward and janky, uh, and it basically was like Ender's Game playing field meets Tron disc stuff. So, yay, uh, but apparently that's going to be part of some sort of, uh, esports push thing that Intel plans on doing for VR esports. Um, that's probably going to be a gong show. So there might be some entertainment value in watching it when it happens, whenever it does. Uh, Cliff Blasinski. Walked out on stage and uh, reminded us that he's Cliff Plazinski. Uh, had his two diamond stud earrings. Um, still like to, to, you know, randomly curse whenever possible. Um, you know, calling out other people for $60 games because Lawbreakers is going to be twenty nine ninety nine. His usual douchery. Uh, that he just keeps, you know, he seems to be just getting douchier and douchier as time goes on. Uh, and lawbreakers looked like lawbreakers. They were talking about how they made some balance changes, uh, to weapons and, uh, movement speed and the speed of the game in general. Uh, and then they had a massive, you know, kind of sizzler reel of people that, uh, play the game religiously talking about, uh, how awesome it is. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I haven't personally played it, so I can't talk all that much about it. All I know is that some of the people in my community that have played weren't, weren't particularly impressed. Um, maybe I just need to see more. I don't know. It's not something that I really would play regardless, but I, you know, if it is, if it does mechanically play well, maybe it would be fun to watch, uh, you know, as an esport, which I'm sure is what they're ultimately going to try and use, uh, for marketing, like many other games in that multiplayer only, uh, only category. Uh, Wargroove from the fine folks, at Chucklefish, which is still one of the greatest names for a game dev I could ever imagine, uh, looked pretty looked pretty neat. Uh, it was like a Final Fantasy Tactics Fire Emblem uh, type deal. Um, kind of uh, they, they went they went like a like a sixteen bit ish uh, graphic style. Um, looked pretty neat. Has an editor for making your own campaigns, and it's quick. Like it's it's just plop the stuff down. Uh, plot out your uh, your campaign routes. And just press a go button. They they built like this tiny little campaign in like three minutes on stage while Sean was talking to them. Uh, and uh, though it's not a genre that I've been involved in, uh, it it looked it looked intriguing to me. So you know, I think the thing that I, I said when I was watching it live was I hope that we get um, something like. Um, Super Mario Maker, where we have a, 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 a like an actual store, not a storefront, but you know what I mean, an, an easy way to to uh, search up and see 
uh, community-made campaigns and they're rated and stuff like that, I think that would really make that game uh, intriguing, for sure. Or more intriguing than it perhaps already is. Tonya, lots of games of this thing. Shadow of War. Uh, also known as Best Orc. Uh, they talked a little bit about that. Came out and reminded everybody that uh, uh, that uh, it's still a thing. And then they showed uh, a trailer for it, though, for some... I think I think the trailer was for content that was to come. And... Um, I can't remember if it was part of DLC that they were making or if it was part of the main game that's, that's on its way. I can't remember now, to be honest with you. All I know is that my takeaway, the, my notes I have here, my takeaway from watching that was that, holy shit, the voice acting was awesome. Absolutely awesome. The writing was great. The voice acting was absolutely fantastic. That was my takeaway from that. And of course, we did, well, we didn't see more gameplay necessarily. We've already saw lots of that uh, at the other press conferences uh, for the game, but, uh, you know, it, it did, it, that was very, very nice. It was nice to see good voice acting like that. So, uh, lastly, the big last hurrah that we got at, at the PC conference, uh, was Microsoft studios came out and showed the world that, uh, that they are remaking, remastering, whatever you want to call it, age of empires. It's the 20th anniversary this year of, uh, of the game, and it's been basically, I guess, nigh on impossible to be able to play the damn thing, short of having the original CD-ROM. Uh, but regardless, uh, they are bottom, ground floor up, rebuilding the whole thing. All the assets, complete recreation for 4K. It, the sprites looked amazing. Very, very well done. They're, they redid all the music, live uh, orchestral soundtrack for that. Uh, and they're doing all the bug fixes, they're improving the AI, uh, by, well, I mean, at this point in time, that's, like, basically adding AI, comparatively speaking, 20 years ago to today. Uh, and then a lot of quality of life stuff, the attack moving control group, I guess, type, type deal, um, as well. That's, that's kind of the, the modern, modernization, is what I wrote down, um, that they're, producing for this thing, which is, which is great. It did, as somebody that's not really, uh, again, I mean, there's, I'm not, I was not a PC gamer for most of my life, so a lot of these games, like I said, are not, are from genres that I don't spend a lot of time in, but it did look fantastic, uh, and it made me happy because I know a lot of people are big Age of Empires fans, and it made me happy as well because it is a remaster, but it is not the half-assed remastering we're seeing in a lot of other titles. It's uh, it's it's next to maybe the Brood War remaster that's coming. Uh, one of the remasters that have seemingly been done um, about as well as you could possibly hope for a game that's 20 years old to get some shine. So on top of that, also is going to be making use of the Xbox Live framework for matchmaking. So I, I think a lot of people are going to be very excited about that. Even I'm kind of excited about it, and I'm not an Age of Empires guy. So uh, that was that was it. That was the whole show. A lot of stuff covered. Uh, I want to say it was a couple of hours in length. I don't know. I lost track of time, uh, but it was it was pretty good. Uh, and it was nice to see uh, a lot of that stuff. That's all I've got for impressions for that. The next thing that's up uh, in about 50 minutes is the Ubisoft uh, press conference. 
I don't know. I don't know if I have enough time to turn around all this content before uh, that starts up, but I'm going to have to give it an, an honest try. Uh, again, I'm going to be alone for that one as well. Um, Panic uh, is is at work because this is normal working hours on a Monday, uh, and uh, and Jeff is also uh, doing his thing. So I'm going to be there for Ubisoft. Hopefully, you guys still enjoyed the content uh, that I gave you, even though I'm I'm, I'm Mr. Lonely. Uh, and uh, I look forward to the cringe fest that is almost always the Ubisoft conference. And hope you guys do too. So I'm going to head out for now. Thank you very much for listening and watching on YouTube and on uh, iTunes and everywhere else. And until I see you on the next one, peace!